0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk The podcast where we believe that faith in God Is the key to unlocking everything that you're called to be And today we're taking questions from you all Yes you all Thank you so much for asking these questions. We're learning so much from your questions and we're digging deep within ourselves to look for some answers that hopefully come from God above. And now before we go on, if you're new to the podcast, we love you. Thank you for listening and thank you for even tuning in. I don't know who told you, who who sent you here whether it's a friend or a mama or a dada who or who sent you. What's, who sent you? Is that what I said? Well, we don't you? know where you' coming from, but thank you so much for being here. Because at the end of the day, our whole, our whole, our whole vibe, our whole hope is for all of us to strive to be high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. So, if you could do a couple of things for us, we'd love for you to tag a friend, go follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk, subscribe to wherever podcast platform you listen to podcasts, rate us on there, and if you're loving the content please comment on socials or write a review. We'd love to hear from you. Actually, there's something that's really, really exciting that we've been doing. We've been utilizing this new app called Telby where you can actually voice memo your questions to us and we would love to listen to them, think about them, maybe even play them on the podcast. So if you go to our Instagram bio link, you'll find our Telby link and you'll be able to put your voice memos right there so we can hear them. Now, yo, Donovan, Yes, sir. D-Donnell. Yes, sir. Big Baby. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Slime. Wow. Who? Wait, slime? Wow. Wait, that's... Wow. Is that a rapper? What's poppin'? Slime? Kevin. I don't remember. Also, Kevin. y'all
1: too Christian to know what that is. I'm I'm, a, I'm terrible, y'all. Let me just tell this you. This is what happened when we record late at night. This is what
0: happened. <laughs> exactly.
1: After, if you guys don't know, after Kevin gets a haircut, he's a whole different person. I don't even know who his name is.
0: Oh, really? Is that what it is, baby?
1: Yeah, this is a Super Planet K.O. I don't know who I'm talking to. Every time you gets a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Better be too sharp. Uh, I am looking good, though. I can't. Let me talk to your barber. I can't pretend like I'm not. Hey,
0: when you when God blesses you with a barber, Father God, Lord Jesus, hey. my man cuts back ham. Thank you so much for wow. blessing my hair. Do, 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 do. Wow. Wow. Oh. Y'all pray for I me. I don't know where. Yeah, pray for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, look. On the previous episode, we answered a question from Aaron Bibelovic from Germany, who's trying to understand how to balance doing his work with business and IT as his major, but also having this passion for bodybuilding. He also asked another question via email that Donovan and I knew we had to read because these questions are so thought-provoking. Let me read you the second part of this question. When God called you into music, didn't you think like, uh, the music industry is not that good? There are so many bad influences there as well. And you know what most Christians think about worldly music. I think you know what I'm trying to say without saying too much. What are your thoughts? How can you say something is good, but then somebody else will say that's bad? Are these the gray zones that you talked about in your podcast? Are these type of gray zones in an industry that doesn't know God okay? Where is the line to be drawn? Yeesh.
1: Bruh. Donovan. Listen. Influencers are not owners I don't care who influences an industry It belongs to God Ooh, speak, Get speak, that speak, straight speak, from the jump Influencers don't Influencers don't own Instagram Influencers don't own the industry that you're in They're just influencing it Who owns it is God And that's why it's called taking back the territory For the kingdom It's to take back, get it back in its rightful hands But to speak to that Where's the line at? I was, I was taught this by uh, uh, a mentor of mine He said, whenever somebody tells you that you're not good enough, simply ask them according to whose standard. He said, this is the epitome of an opinion. According to whose standards? Because it's not so much a gray zone, it's just multiple opinions about what's good and what's not. The word of God speaks to exactly who you are. And even if you fall out of alignment with that, That doesn't make you a bad person. That doesn't make you wrong. It does bring some misalignment, but this is something that you learn through your journey. And that's why we have conviction. Conviction is there because we are going to veer a little bit left and right of of where we belong. Sometimes people will call it wrong because it's not where they would go, but they ain't you and they don't have your purpose. And so again, that's not a good scale to grade your right or wrong on. Alignment, that's why it's a part of our success equation. Dude. Okay.
0: So many nuggets there that I think is so unbelievably important, right? I think one of the things that I had to learn on my journey, I'm curious what you think. I feel like I had to learn was that it was the Lord God Almighty that had sent me to Los Angeles. Mm. This wasn't something that I did of my own accord because I just wanted to be a musician and I wanted to be famous and I literally... that was never the goal. I did not even want to be a musician. So if it was God Almighty that sent me there, that must have meant that he trusted me, that I understood him enough to feel comfortable enough to be in a space that didn't necessarily look like him. This is why, I'm curious what you think, this is why I love Daniel in the Bible so much. Because Daniel was one, if you read, it talks about how he learned the rites and rituals of Babylon. Mm. He learned about how Babylon worked. He learned the education of Babylon. Yeah. So he understood he got the education of this place that did not look like God, but then it does say this too. But Daniel resolved that he would not defile himself. This is Daniel 1.8. I'm just stopping there because obviously he's talking about King's food, but I think that goes to show you what where his line was. I feel like as a musician, I'm called to be in the world. And radiate God's love in the world. That doesn't mean I have to be of it, but I can learn how this world works. I can understand how this world works. There it is. And then how can I reclaim it for the purpose that God had called for me? Yeah. Because if you look at Jesus as well, he was the one that defiled himself, if you will, by eating with who? The sinners, the tax collectors, mm, the, yeah. the 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 prostitutes. Oh, my gosh. The the Sadducees and Pharisees said, oh, I couldn't be caught dead with these people. I don't know if you guys have seen The Chosen. I love this TV series about the life of Jesus and his disciples. It is amazing. But Jesus is like, yo, I, the ones that know me don't need a doctor. It's the ones that don't know me. That's yeah. why I was sent. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. we have to remember that our purpose is to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And preaching the gospel doesn't mean saying Jesus' name every single time. It might just mean being love. Because yeah. if you're being love, you're being God. Donovan, what? I mean, I, I feel like you must have, you have experiences with this all the
1: time. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I do. I do. And you, got, you know me. Of course. I was raised to believe, my mom taught me, that if you're not living life on the edge, you're taking up too much space. Right, And so that means that I'm a risk taker by nature And I've learned the downside to that So in response to his story Here's the caution Don't send yourself Only go where God has sent you Because if you're sending yourself You actually might become What that industry is influenced by You may not be equipped to take a stand And take it back You might just get in there because you sent yourself And it's going to be too much for you before you know it It's you you, you are contributing to the problem. Only go where you're sent. Because if God sends you, one, you're equipped to do what he's called you to do there. And two, he's right there with you, reminding you of what he's taught you out of that season, out of that industry daily. You already have a routine in place, traditions in place that are going to start impacting the people around you. But if you send yourself and you go in there prematurely, I think maybe that's what you're worried about. I'm not trying to speak that into your life, but I think that is the caution that every person needs to understand about. Oh, isn't that industry? It is, which is why you should be more patient and sit within the training. Because if God is sending you that place, He's sending you there to take it over,
0: bro. This is why we talked about Daniel or Joseph or these people who went into spaces, right? Joseph yeah. is in Egypt. Where, where Where is God in Egypt? Where I, I'm looking for him right now. Oh, I don't see him. But God was the one, even though it didn't look like it was God through his brothers, God was the one that sent him there. And it took him a long time for the preparation of character, of discipline, so -hmm. that he could be the right man to rule in a pagan land. Rule in a pagan industry. Come on. And it was God's, it was his alignment to God that allowed him to have true service and anointing for those he was called to serve. And those people don't even know who God is. He served a whole land of people that didn't know him because it was mm-hmm. Egypt. Isn't that so beautiful how God takes his servants to places where he wants to serve those that don't know him? Listen, I, he was the
1: influencer. Yeah.
0: He was the ultimate. Oh,
1: he was the ultimate influencer. Sorry. Speak. he got, Elevated to a place of influence because he was trained a very specific way. He was patient in his training. He was patient in his development. He was patient and endured those temporary trials that were producing for him a glory later on. Yeah. And he got in a position of influence. And because of the training, he knew that the influence was to, wasn't into, he, he was into... He, he surrendered to his training to such a degree that when he actually got in a place of influence, he didn't use that to impose his will. He used that as an opportunity for God's glory to come forward. Even when he was tempted to get back at his brothers for what they did to him. And he had this moment, he still ultimately chose to, sh- to show forgiveness. And God was glorified in that and a family was saved in that. Yeah. Even There's so many different stories where he could have chose to be bitter and petty. But because of the the training in those moments of temptation... Because he had been through that training and that development, his character was able to withstand the temptation to be carnal, to be petty, to be selfish, to be like the industry. He was able to make a difference because he was patient in his training, and he became an influencer for God.
0: Dude, that's so good. And the thing is, there are certain things we probably can't read between the lines, where there are probably places, because he's still a man, Joseph was still a man, Daniel was still a man, David was still a man, and they made mistakes— But it's still part of the training, even in the gray area. This is the thing. If God is the one that is sending you to the gray area, I'm sure God Almighty knows as carnal beings, we're going to make mistakes. But I said this on a previous episode, I learned that I would rather make mistakes on a gray area, gray zone on a path that was anointed for me to make mistakes because there's grace for me there than a path that I chose for myself and God's blessing was not there. And so I feel like I made a lot of mistakes, but it was, it was the development of character that was happening in that time that could still make me useful to his service. And I'm, I, I, I I'm just so, I'm so thankful for that. I also feel like there's, I'm not, I'm curious what you think about this. I think there's this ability to know that you can stand your ground and remember that it's not disrespectful when you're in a different space, I think people forget that that's an actual possibility.
1: Just because someone gets defensive doesn't mean that you were disrespectful. I'm going to need you to say that one more time
0: for the people in the back (laughs) and for the people like me, what in the world, please.
1: Just because someone got defensive doesn't mean that you were disrespectful. And as much as we want to walk in the light and love and show people compassion, empathy, and respect and honor, oftentimes people's emotions won't properly translate your intentions. That's not your problem. You have to stand before God and say, God, you knew my heart in that situation. Regardless of how they graded my paper, I stand before you as my judge. And so I think that that is something that we carry with us. It's, it's the intention of the heart. We walk into these spaces and there's a way, and you may, not know the way, you, don't, you may not know the way ahead of time, but in that moment, God can speak through you if you just continue to keep yourself in that place of surrender. Like, God, I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to this. This is off the chain. This is wild. There's been plenty of situations I've been in like that. And it's almost like God gives me a word of wisdom in the moment. Yeah. But you got to spend time with him to know that he does stuff like that.
0: Dude, you got to spend time with him to know that he does stuff like that, right? Like, if you ask in faith, he will give you what you need. Didn't he say something about, um, do not worry what you, you will speak at that time? Something like about that, because yeah. I will give you the words yep. to speak, so don't worry, don't fret, right? I, yep. I think there's something so beautiful about that, because if you know you're standing with the king in certain situations— know that your words are blessed by God. And if your heart's motives are truly focused and aligned to him, that he will still be the one that gives you the peace that passes understanding if you trust him. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean in these gray areas, and these gray zones, when you're probably in meetings, when you're probably in spaces where they may not understand you, sometimes in the music industry, that doesn't mean that they'll react favorably to you. Mm. We see that obviously with Nebuchadnezzar, What happened was he was angered. We see that with Daniel in the lion's den, King Darius was angered. And I think one of the things that I've had to learn was that that can be their proper response. But that doesn't necessarily mean I made the wrong decision.
1: Yeah.
0: I think sometimes we feel like because like Donovan was saying, because of other people's emotions, that must mean that we've made the wrong decision. No, 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 no. We can expect that that will be the consequence, if you will, of your, of your, of what you're saying and that you have to remember and know that that consequence is coming and not be shaken by it. As Jesus said, don't take it personal. Yeah. It's not, don't take it personal. Remember, Jesus said, if the world hates you, remember mm. it yep. hated me first it didn't say they just they didn't really like him it hated there Mm. is a vehement there's a vehement displeasure with Mm. something that is so that there's a there's a there's a vehement displeasure with something that does not dim their light and remember that that will be the response and that's okay for them to have that response it just doesn't change your position
1: buddy yeah, I've been on the other side of that too. Woo-hoo. You know, pride, pride wants to be like no, like it wants to get defensive. It wants to resist because something's being exposed right now ooh. that you may not be comfortable with. Don't call me out like that. The only thing I could do right now is defend myself or surrender. And pride doesn't want to surrender, even though we know that's going to lead to growth and development. Yeah, that's why I keep that thing in check.
0: That's so good. I, ooh, with, also, with what you're saying, though, I, I also wonder. I think one thing we we haven't spoken about is that I I do think there are places where I will always try to do my best Mm -hmm. to work with other people in places where it's not sin for me. And always remembering, and you have to keep that balance very, very prayerful. So I'm going to give you an example, right? Sabbath. I knew that was for something for me. If you guys don't know, like Donovan does this thing and I do this thing where we take a full day off from all of our work because it's so important for our alignment, personal alignment with God so that he can do more while we do less. Now, I'm in a situation where not everybody's a Christian and not everybody observes Sabbath and I have to, and I respect that and I love them. There's no, that's fine. But for example, sound check. I know that we're going to have to do a sound check and we have to do it before the show starts on a Saturday night. So I said, "Oh, I'll work with you there, but let me do the most heaven-leaning songs that we have cuz I can sing those mm. in alignment with my purpose for what Sabbath is. If there are other songs that you all want to do that's more not in alignment with, you know, who Sorry, if there are songs that I don't feel aligned to for the purpose of what Sabbath is, you all do those songs and do soundcheck there, but I won't do those songs. So you have to find those balances where you can work with people, but you're not doing something that you feel like takes you off the path of who God has called you to be and what
1: the Bible says you should act. Listen, this just goes back to something we talked about in the first season of our podcast, podcast. You need to identify your non-negotiables before you get in a situation. So a practical way to approach that, um, something I do with my clients, I make them make three promises. I promise to never, I promise to always, and I promise to remember. You can start there with your non-negotiables so that when the situation shows up, you already know how far you can go, how far you're willing to go before you say, hey, you reached the boundary. And I've been watching these videos recently on Instagram, and they've been saying that when people set boundaries with you, it's because they want to preserve the relationship. Ooh. So don't feel bad about setting boundaries. That means that you want some longevity there. You want some preservation of there because if that boundary gets crossed, what you're saying is that I'm, this relationship has to end. Like if you go into that area, that's why I put the boundary here so we can remain business partners or friends. So identify your non-negotiables up front, especially if you go into an industry that you know that compromise is just running rapid. You know, know where you belong and how far you can go and and embrace the consequences that you may think might come from that. Because if you try to honor God with your entire life, he's going to make sure that you're rewarded for that, not punished.
0: Amen to that, bro. It's so cool when you see, I remember Tim Ross was talking about this. And he said, look, if you look at Daniel, every single time Daniel honored God in an unfavorable situation to him. He was always promoted. Yeah. That is a crazy, crazy thought. Every time. And you think about all the pagan kings that came through and he was the one constant in all of those spaces. But I think one of the reasons he's favored by God in a space that doesn't necessarily look like God is there is because once again, when well, you look at Joseph, you look at um, Jesus, you look at some of these people, there was an excellent spirit. Mm, that's good. There was an excellence in them so that they could leverage their excellence to negotiate and ask for what they want. That's and I think sometimes we forget that if we're asking for what we want, but haven't done that excellent work, mm. we're standing on not solid ground to make those asks and make those requests. Who's going to want to give you your request, even if it's religious, if they know you're not a great worker? Yeah. If you're lazy. Yeah. If you haven't put in the time, if you don't know how to manage your time in a way that you get everything efficiently done. Like, h- why would somebody want to give that to you? And I learned that the hard way just early in school when I made certain requests to say, hey, I wanted to take this time off. They're like, no. No. And that was because I didn't know how to utilize my time. I feel like in the band, I could finally start to ask for certain things because I showed up. And so if you show up, it'll be much easier. I love it. Yeah,
1: man. I think we've thoroughly answered not only his question, but any follow-up questions he thought was going to come after <laughs> <you> too. <so. laughs> Man, it's, just, it's good for, for even us to talk about this
0: because it reminds me of stuff from just even okay. my path and, 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 and current situations that I'm going through even now where I have to remember, wait a second, God's for me. It's okay if people get angry. I still trust him. I've done the groundwork. Or have I done the groundwork? We, we, we all need to continuously ask these questions of ourselves. Keep ourselves in check, like you said. Because if we don't keep ourselves in check, we may get comfortable. And that's the one place I think we don't want to be in, especially if we're called to an industry where they're going to make us uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we have Purpose, to keep yeah. ourselves in check with God.
1: Mm. Amen.
0: Amen. Look, we love y'all. We want to hear more questions from y'all. So definitely yeah. check out Telby, Like We Just Talked About. Also, go on socials. We'd love to hear your comments and your questions there. We love answering them because, once again, this is learning for us. This is reflective for us. And we're all, once again, in this community, try to be high performers with higher values operating in our highest nature. We love y'all. And remember, love transforms you, purpose defines you, and impact activates you by faith. We'll talk to you next time.